Swan, Pendlebury, Swan, bursting through Swanee. He's kicked his third. He's made a difference in the Premiership quarter. Welcome to Round 7 of the Premiership quarter. Musk, good to be with you as always. We're back, baby. From what? From being online. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, no worries. Um, Look, interesting week of football. Um... Lots to discuss. Richmond, Western Bull. Let's just get straight into it. We're going to go straight into it. We're going to go straight into it this week. I feel like every week... We do a lot of dawdling. We do a lot of dawdling. We, and there's a lot of sort of beating around the bush. Well, let's give them a sort of bit business. of a preview of... Well, I hope you're well. I hope the family's the healthy. Um, you know? We've got a special guest coming on the show today. We do. Michael Geese. A passionate D supporter. A passionate D. No better time to get a D supporter in uh, with them being the only undefeated team that's all actually that's a very interesting point to discuss Melbourne sit atop the ladder after seven rounds seven and oh um the only streak bigger than that's the undertakers the top. they did knock off yep well yes the dogs knocked off the top by really the only team we could even see them knock get knocked off by but interestingly Melbourne did beat that team last week so both Melbourne and the dogs had their test almost as if this was scheduled perfectly in advance and we've got the third best uh, team in the competition being tested this week, Carlton. Yes, of course. <laughs> um, by who? The Dogs. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I meant that they yeah, both play yeah. Richmond. It's been lined up. Okay. They're all just I... playing each other. Yeah, right. The best oh, sorry. Teams, the best teams are all playing well, each other. Well, we actually, um, it's, it was great to see um, that the grand final will be played this weekend, 435, North Melbourne v Collingwood. Massive match. <laughs> um, I've heard they're going to expand it to 100,000. Crowd-wise, for this one. Well, look, the I, Victorian think, government. I just don't think they'll... I've actually heard that the they're going to build a new stand for this match. The... The... The Jordan Ngoi stand. <laughs> and, um... We'll have a lot to talk about Jordan Ngoi. Uh, this poor bloke. I mean, he, just wants, he just wants to... He's been he can't even get a coffee. He can't even get a coffee without people hounding this bloke in the middle of next week. For various reasons. Yeah. But, look, it's just... I just I feel for him. We'll discuss that. But Richmond and the Bulldogs, this was a great match to have. But I'll tell you what I like about the rolling fixture, the fact that they are announcing weeks every now and then. Like, you know, they'll announce two weeks, groups of two weeks. You see how that's been happening? Like, yeah. round and ten, nine and ten being released, etc. Is Well, I, I think they have to in this scenario. Exactly. But it's moment. helping. Because look at these Friday night matches. I mean, they're all great. They're all... They're the best teams in the competition. In fact... The dogs. Um, well, the, the, the fixtures already been announced, hasn't it? It's just the times that they're. No, 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 oh, no, 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 no. no. It's, yeah, no, no. You're right. The fixture has been announced. It's yeah. the times that haven't been locked in. Right. So, for example, round eleven, dogs Melbourne. That's the match everyone wants to see. That was actually scheduled for a Saturday afternoon. They've put it Friday night. Ah, uh, okay. See, so see what they've done. Yeah, right. So it's actually. Yeah, I, I like it. Your oh, scheduling is yeah, based on your form, which I think is just a great incentive system, to keep going. Well, or is it just too much work for them? Because oh. I used to love, uh, as a kid, getting the... Uh, the fixture. Oh, you're yeah, right. The fixture. I actually... You know, I had the fixture in, in the form of like a computer mouse pad. Okay. Yeah. Right. That's interesting. interesting. I, 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 I used to get dig like that, a little dig that one out. thing. That's not as cool as a computer pad, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Your different childhoods. You yeah. can see it's obviously... Yours is it's definitely a, better. It's obviously impacted your, uh, the type of people we've... Because you a computer. It's impacted the type of people we've grown into today, I think, quite yeah. clearly. Um, just success abounding on the left side of the... The microphone. Oh. They can't see who's on the left side of the microphone, but it's me, Tom oh, Gilman. Um, okay. <laughs> dogs Richmond, great game. Uh, I thought the Dogs were going to pinch this. Um, if you have a look at it, it was a pretty even match throughout. Um, well, and Richmond... Yeah, got, the Dogs got out to a nice little lead, didn't they? It would have been about 25 points, I reckon, halfway in the second quarter. 
and um, then and well, then what's his name? Um, the bot had an opportunity to put the uh, the dogs twenty four points, something like that, yeah, uh, in front at halftime. They and were missed. they were eating them up, like so in, the, in, in the first couple of quarters. McRae just went went bonanza in the first quarter again, as he does, all over the ball, eating. Um, he's a hungry guy. Bailey Dale had I think twenty first half touches, remarkable, and then has seven in the second yeah, half. Nice. That's the tail of the tape right there. It just fell apart in the second half. But Richmond, and it's almost as if they listen to our podcast because they came alive in the Premiership quarter. Um, it was a phenomenal performance. I think it was something like um, it was like five or six goals in a match where they scored eleven were scored in the third they quarter. The last ten of the uh, of the last twelve goals. That's phenomenal. And it, look, it. Oh, all across the board, lacking Dustin Martin, the fact that they were able to pull through, I think they all yeah. collectively recognise, it's like, all right, well, we, we can't expect Dusty to do everything, you know? Everyone expects Dusty's going to be the guy that pulls us across the line. Let's show the competition we don't need him. And I think they did a great job. So the three, so let's go to the one, two, three. One of the votes got to Bailey Dale. He was yep. great. Two, to Basher Hawley. Yeah, that's what I thought. He, yeah. he was good. I he was, mean, he was great, really. Well, he stuffed the stat sheet. It was thirty-one touches and a goal. Yeah. I mean, that's that's Basher Hawley back to see Basher kicking a goal. The best bloke in footy, they say. Yeah. Um, supposedly, while he was fasting for Ramadan, also, can you believe that? Incredible. Yeah, there was. A, um, who's the other player fasting at the moment in the AFL? Yeah. Um, there are two. Saad. Saad. Yeah. Uh, and then. Shay Bolton, who I'm serious, needs to be signed up within the next 20 seconds. Like, I, seriously, he's so good. I don't let him leave his house until he's signed the contract because this bloke, he could be the next. I actually, I'm sorry, he can be the next Dustin Martin for them. He is. He's 22 years old, and he and he single-handedly won them that game on the weekend. Three goals, 22 touches. There've been a lot of discussions about obviously the people signing. Big contracts. We'll get to that later yeah, in hot take. But he's the type of bloke that I'd he's, sign up right he, now. I'd be putting because him he's on five to six. Right now. It's not he like will, a, he'd be leading their best affairs. Potential kind of For thing. sure. Yeah. Um, Collingwood Gold Coast, look, this is just... This is this is really... Um, getting bad. This is <laughs> this is getting horrific. We're, we're a Titanic at the moment. We've hit the iceberg and we are sinking at the Collingwood yeah. Football Club. And at the moment, we've got about two people. It, it's like at that stage of the Titanic. Next week, he's like, sunk. The Titanic, what we are right now, Collingwood, is when they've got, you know, they've got the two at the end who are hanging on to that little thing in the ocean. And if we lose to North Melbourne, an asteroid hits that little door that's holding them up and they da- and they drown. And nice. everyone dies. That's, nice. that's the way I'm interpreting nice this. Nice little visualisation there for our listeners. Well, some people are visual learners. And I think that that would help them. But it was it was horrific. We, we got, we, there's a million things to discuss. Collingwood's crap by watching your games. It, well, the ball <laughs> movement is just horrific. It, it's the disposal. You know what I thought on the weekend? I looked at the disposal count. Gold Coast won it by 30. How many did Adam Trelaw average during his time at Collingwood? 30. There you go. That's what we're lacking at the moment. We're lacking touching the ball. Thanks, guys. If we would touch the ball a bit more, that'd be great. But the problem is, it's just, again, it's the same problems. It's the forward entries. They were disastrous. They're, they're just bursting through the midfield, and they're just chucking on the boot. And you can criticise Jordan Degoe all you like. And look, to be honest, he wasn't great. But when you when the ball's coming in, like it's, you know, you know, falling from the sky in the middle of a tornado, you're, gonna, you're not going to have a lot of confidence, are you? You can't play with confidence thinking that ball's going to come near you. So he's got no idea what he's doing. The forward craft, it's all off. The sync, the synchronisation mm. is off. But not to discredit the Gold Coast. Yeah, stars, kudos to fantastic. Gold Coast. Um, Miller put on a show again. But he doesn't get in the votes. You, he you, doesn't get well, in the votes. Incredibly, I guess. Um, he, a special mention. He, 
he'll he'll win your... their best and fairest. Yeah. But because he's their most consistent player, but not in the three for me. Um three one goes to Hugh Greenwood, um, most tackles in the competition at the moment. He added ten, ten to his tally on the weekend. Tally, yeah. So he's all over the place. He's got height and he's really passionate about the club. Would you he's say he's, a, he's almost a Patrick Cripps? Yes, and he's yeah. actually performing better than Cripps. Oh, but because he plays down. for Gold Coast, he doesn't get the attention. But you know what? He's the type of player who's so passionate about the club. He's angry that Gold Coast doesn't get the attention. In the after, um, in after in the post game um, interview on Fox Footy, he said that Tuuk Miller was like criminally underrated. He, like you could see he was pissed off. Yeah, and it's like that's the type of bloke you want to build you, the fabric of your footy club around. He's like he's angry. He's there's a passion in there. He wants to win because he wants to stuff it to everyone there who's mm-hmm. going to criticise him. So if I let's go to Josh Corbett at the game of his career, he's recruited at twenty two um, through the VFL. He played for Werribee. Um, he kicked four goals and. He just, he, I mean, 11 marks. And every single one of them, I, I swear, it was contested. It probably wasn't, but it felt like it. And it felt like he had 20 more than he did. He was everywhere. And the one, um, and sorry, the three. Four contested um, marks, but I'm sure they were quite special. I didn't need you to say that, did you? <laughs> and the three go to Brandon Ellis. There's an article written also this week, interesting, um, is that Collingwood's game plan of folding a wingman back to function as a 7th or 8th defender is allowing the opposition wingman to run rampant and that in the past in the opening 6 or 7 games the best on ground for the opposition has been the wingman on about 4 out of the 6 occasions right like uh, it just Ash um, Bailey Smith in round 1 if you remember um, it did just everywhere always the runners um, I, I'd have to go back and think about who we've who we've played but Every time it seems to be, it seems to be um, women just dominating. Just people on the outside. We're leaving outside run because yeah. the women's are playing one on one. So it's, it's just it's a flawed game plan and coaching style. Yeah. But anyway, um, Adelaide GWS. Uh, this was a demolition. I wasn't expecting a, um, a gap this big for sure. Well, I mean, this was back, a, welcome back, Jeremy Howe. and welcome what Jeremy uh, Howe. Sorry, um, Hogan. Oh, Jesse Hogan, yeah. Jesse Hogan. And welcome back to the Adelaide of old. Do you get them mixed up, those two? I, I don't no. know why. I always do. That's interesting. Jesse Hogan... I feel like they look the same, almost. Uh, uh, okay. I actually, no, I actually always get them mixed so up. So, have you ever seen Jesse Hogan jump on the back of someone's shoulders and take a speaky? Yeah, but... You ever I, heard I, I Anthony just... Hudson say, Hogan, did he do that? <laughs> no, he says, how did he do that? Because that's Jeremy Howe, he's the one that jumps on people's backs. Yeah, I don't know why. Um, But yeah, welcome back to Jesse Hogan. Uh, he was great. Four goals for him. Yeah, um, he was phenomenal. He grabbed the one vote. Absolutely um, destroyed them. Well, it's just, it's always good to see a player who's, you know, he was a number one draft pick, right? He was out, he's been out of luck. He didn't have much luck at Melbourne. Um, Just like a Jack Watts type player. He got another chance at Freo. Again, yep. didn't yeah. work out for him. And now he's come to Great Western Sydney. It's his first game for him. Hopefully it works out for the bloke. Yeah, because well, you, you um, want to see number one draft pick succeed. Well, post-match, they were saying they're really happy to see him up and about again. Um, it's a big win for him and a big yeah. win for the club. So. That's right. Um, the two votes go to Lockie Whitfield. I'm just going to say this right now. So he came off a liver injury, deep liver bruising for about six weeks. He came yeah. back, had 30 touches. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Jordan DeGoe, <laughs> Sort yourself out. No, no. Phenomenal. I Ever, mean, everyone this, else sort This bloke's coming... Oh, no. I don't want to ever hear again oh, this bloke was coming off an injury because Lockie Whitfield looked like Thanos out there. Or how's it? Did you say... Is it... Th- I don't know. I'm, no, I don't know. We don't... Neither of us. Neither of us. That's going to be really bad if someone listens to that and it's Thanos. It's Thanos. I think Thanos. it's Thanos. Thanos? Thanos? Yeah. yeah. Who cares, honestly? I true. Don't care. Yeah. He was I killing... He care. was killing people. Yeah, it's yeah. true. <laughs> it's true. Um, and the three votes go to Tim Taranto who finally is... 
pulling through for me and my super coach, it's been really dastardly scores I've been putting up over the past couple of weeks. But Timmy, finally, you know, finally paying back the money I've put into the bloke. Up and about. Far out. Timmy, where, where were the Adelaide Crows? Can 35 you, touches, 7 tackle. Could you let me know? Like, if they were back at that camp um, with the collective yeah, minds, we, doing we, the power stance. Where were the Adelaide Crows right? that we've seen play in the last six weeks? Oh, they're not there anymore. And yeah, I, I got a question at this point. You know, maybe some of the, some of the, the, the I guess, the passion and the fever that surrounded the opening couple of rounds, is that starting to dissipate? You know who they could do back with right now? I think they could do back with 35 touches from Matt Crouch. Yeah, my crash, my crash. Probably be great if they had my crash, my one crash. of them, let alone two of them. I just literally any of them would be great. But yeah. it was great. GWS, they can make the finals for me. Look, you reckon? Yeah, hundred percent. They've they've won three call. games. That's no, a hard take. What do you mean? They're they're close. They're one game out of the eight. Yeah, but I don't I don't really care about the ladder position. I just think they're not playing finals football. Look, they've just got back Whitfield, who's their best player. You look at their mids: Taranto, Hopper, Whitfield, Kelly. Kelly's playing to keep his contract alive. You've got Hogan, who combined with Himmelberg and Reed kicked nine goals. Mm. Hogan can fill the void left by Cameron. Oh, You've got Toby Green, who stepped up. Cornelio's not even yeah. back. Yeah, Neither is um, Phil Davis. They've got players. They shouldn't. Uh, let's not let them off the lip. Let's not let them off the, the hook. St Kilda Hawthorne, another absolute shellacking. Gee, Saturday afternoon football is just terrible, isn't it, at the moment? Uh, um, I'd say it's full of surprises. But it's also like, full of lopsided contests. Yeah. None of these were close up the three games. Besides that absolute start. That was a night Saturday game. Saturday night. That was a night game. Yeah, Saturday Avro football was a bit of a lopsided um, affair. affair. Yeah, I don't know. But um, I wouldn't say I was surprised by St Kilda um, trampling Hawthorne in a way. Like, yeah. I, I think the Saints have shown signs with the, their ability to gel and absolutely have a ripper game. Mm-hmm. And Hawthorne have just struggled throughout the entire season. Alistair Clarkson has a few things to go back and have a look on. I don't know that his coaching style is working as well as it has been. And a lot of excuses from Alistair Clarkson. No, it's um, ridiculous. Youth. um, And we went back and did had a look at this. I'd love to hear the excuses he gives to his wife when he overcooks dinner. (laughs) Oh, it was just it was the oven. It was just the oven. It was it wasn't evenly weighted. It didn't. It didn't cook through. I'll ring the manufacturer tomorrow. Yeah, Fisher and Pichel. Fisher and Fisher and Pichel merely. Um, anyway, look, St Gilda were amazing on the weekend, but I think the thing is, unless Clark like coaches his ass off with Hawthorne, I don't yeah, know how they yeah. contest. Like St Gilda's stuff with talent. Let's look at it. Zach Jones. Zach Jones. Zach Jones um, had his career best. He got the three votes, two goals, thirty-seven touches, six tackles. Basically, had the game of his life. If he can play like that, jeez. I mean, he, he's played in the grand final before for Sydney. He was you fantastic. Steel that could just go off but, every single. You know, Steel's been the, Steel's been the only one touching the ball recently. Let's look at how, let's look at um, you know who had a high possession count right over twenty five, as opposed to previous weeks. They had I think maybe nine people had over twenty five. Sinclair, Clark, you know Steel, Hill, Ross, Billings, Crouch. When you Jones. don't let Steel do it all by yourself. Yeah. So read the um, the players that had more touches than Steel. Because that goes to show you that when they work as a team and they actually get their fair share of the ball, exactly. look what happens. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, so so Hill who was who finally answered up. the call the critics, Ross, Billings, Crouch, Jones. All of them. And that's how and it should since be. Since when do we see that? Well, never. exactly. We because, never say that. Because they look at Steele and they're like, oh, well, this bloke's... He's not famous. 
Again, I need to think of someone else. Oh, it's, it's hurting the podcast. But look, uh, they were great. Um, Warple, just quick mention, um, finally a return of form for him. He was, he was like the lone sort of shining light. Had 11 clearances, 6 contested possessions, 6 inside 50s and 33 touches. Pretty good game from the warp. Um, but he still doesn't get in the votes. Jones, Clark, and Higgins. Higgins, what the hell? Higgins is kicking goals, mate. He's 22 years old. I'm just going to just say quite quietly, already this season, I'd say that he would be up there with their leading goal kicker, if not their leading goal kicker. In fact, he is their leading goal kicker with 14. Um, that's phenomenal. Watch the bloke. Watch him. I tell you what, if there's anyone who wants to make a grand final more than anyone, it's Jack Higgins yeah. because he never won one at Richmond. That's nice. He missed 2017. In 2018, that was the year they lost to Collingwood in the prelim. And in 2019, he had his brain injury. And in 2020, he didn't get picked. And Are you kidding shafted. me? And now he's playing for St Kilda. That that's tough, mate. That's a tough pill to swallow. Get around Jack Higgins. Oh, I hope he seems yeah. like a really good, he seems like a really good guy. Seems like a really good guy. Um, Brisbane, Port Adelaide. Jeez, um, I thought Port Adelaide were gonna were gonna stay rolling. I, I feel like I again, both I, I feel like Adelaide. no one watched this match because of what was going on on um, the SCG, which we'll discuss in a second. Yeah. But look, I'm just gonna say just quietly, we're gonna we're gonna discuss Brownlow Smokies who aren't getting the deserved attention in hot take, but Hugh McCluggage is just going absolutely. Yeah, Tropo at the moment. He, he has been uh, a quiet achiever this season. Well, he's been. I think he's been Brisbane's best and most consistent. Well, it's just, well, yeah. Well, I mean, it's I wouldn't. I wouldn't even say Lions. I'd say him. Yeah, oh, of course. No, definitely yeah. not Lions. Yeah. Well, the thing is, because Lions doesn't provide scoreboard pressure. My cluggage had one goal, three. I mean, yeah. look, there's something to be said about the fact that he can't put something through the middle. Yeah. But yeah, the fact that he's applying the scoreboard pressure is, is immense for me. In addition to thirty touches, so he was best on ground. Um, Wines, jeez, he's so consistent for them at the moment. Way more consistent than Boak, and he yep. was last year too. Yeah, great. Got the two. And Cameron... They didn't have Boak f- this week, sorry. They didn't. Yeah. But I was... Could that have been a big factor that led to... Um, oh. I don't think... Uh, this is a... This is a Maybe, big, actually. What a, what a test this is for Port Adelaide. It just shows that they're not the real deal. Sorry. Well, it's the second time this season they've come, come away on. and they, they haven't delivered... How can you be putting your... With 14... God. Five goals, 14. That's deplorable. What happened, what's happened to Charlie Dixon? We used to have a gag going last year whenever he got the ball. Dixon! That's all you hear. That's all you hear, because literally, uh, was it what, Brayshaw or Taylor would just scream out his name? Yeah, Brayshaw Charlie. just best mates with everyone. Brayshaw. Brayshaw referring to everyone's name. first name that they... Yeah, because they just... as a kid. Bradshaw James Bradshaw, Bradshaw actually at every preschool well, and primary school. Yeah, yeah, and he actually came off um, Smoker and a beers break with the player yeah. about 10 minutes ago. Exactly, so... Before he called his name. So, so yeah, uh, Jono, Jono, Wanzo, yeah. McCluggy Joe. Ollie. No, they, um, call, they call him Ollie. Oh, Wines. Hero. Hero. I'm out. Um, look, you are out. Good game, but the best game of They'd the round... They'd be like, Joey... Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, brother. Good to see you. Yeah, nice, Um, Sydney, Geelong. Now, steeped in controversy. Stooped in controversy, sorry. Yeah. Oh, you know what? What a game. I'm not even What gonna, a game. I'm not even going to take part in that controversy because Geelong got away with a win that they shouldn't have had a couple of weeks. Tick for tat, thank you. Tick oh, for tat. Oh, that's how it works. No worries. That's no how the footy gods work. Yep. All right? That's how they work. Footy gods. Um, 
Ollie Florent was phenomenal. It was the youngsters that got it done, right? So Geelong had the most possession getters, but it was um, it was Melbourne. Sorry, Melbourne. It was the Swans youngsters that got it done. So Ollie Florent, two goals, twenty six. Robottom, phenomenal. A goal and twenty touches. So he was great, and they got him over the line. Tom Hickey, by the way, I'm almost certain that in every game he's played this year, they've won, and every game he hasn't played, they've lost. So get him in the side. It, no, he was he's out for injury. No, but just get him in the get him on the field. Yeah, hey, hey, wheel him out, <laughs> wheel him out, put him on the wing. Like, <laughs> geez, guys, name him in the team. Name him in the team. Name him in the team. For God's sake, put him on the wing. Put him on the wing. Tom Hick, Tom Hickey, and he, the ball on crutches past in the him. wing, and he just gets the ball, walks off the field, deliberate every time. <laughs> Seventeen deliberate kicks played against City. Look, it's a great game. It's what we want to see on Saturday Night Football. Uh, and Duncan got the one who, by the way, is just going absolutely nuts. He's been best on ground for Geelong every week since he came back. Sunday Football, North Melbourne. Didn't expect this. They were awesome for the majority of the game. Yeah, and again, very, posi- in the very positive quarter. signs. Yeah. Um, ben Cunnington looked like a man possessed. He looked like he was pissed off. He looked like Ben Cunnington, he's a scary, scary man. Just saying. I, I would not he want to see Ben like He's the one holding the... Uh, he's the glue at the uh, North Melbourne Football Club at the moment. He, he's the glue holding everyone together. But he's, been, he's that's been him ever since Boomer Harvey left. Yeah. He's the only one. I mean, he missed a lot of games last year, but he looks like a very angry person all the time, Ben Cunnington. And well, I wouldn't well, want to be on mate, the field near him. He's, why, why would he be happy playing at that club? That's so true. Get out. Why don't you stay? I don't get it. Like, we'll have that discussion later as well. Ben Cunnington, two goals, 35. Um... But he wasn't best. Bailey Fritch had the best game of his career. And almost paid for it. Should have paid for it. Six goals. Yeah. Um, he was the main scoreboard pressure. I don't know. Ben Brown was all right. Had two goals. But I don't know whether he fit into the outfit, to be honest. No. Agreed. I, 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 agreed. I just don't uh, get it. And the, uh, one of the goals was a running goal where he, he literally... Oh, he can't run. The bloke can't run. He can't. Did he, you see that he goal? Seriously, he seriously... He, he looks like um, he looks like he's on stilts. He, oh, so true. That's, he looks like he's on he's stilts just all the time. Yeah, I don't think he fits. <laughs> he doesn't fit in the side. Sorry. Get out. The thing is... The thing is get like, outside. Brown, he's, he's amazing when he's the one forward you kick it to. Like, that's why he worked so well at North. A terrible team. don't need him at Melbourne. He kicked 60 Bring goals in here. Seriously. Bring in Wiedemann. Yeah. Don't... Because all Ben Brown's going to make you do is look at the player. He's going to make you look yeah, at him. Yeah, he's and the Franklin like, problem. He's the Franklin exactly, problem. Exactly, but he's just not as good as Franklin. Yeah, no one Um He's a target. So game of the round, Essendon-Carlton. Um, combined 35 goals. That was great. I, I loved that. <laughs> this, this was a this great was watch. Like, a great watch. Everyone sitting around I, the couch. I said to you halfway through the game. Tom, like I texted you straight out. What a game, yeah. This is one of the greatest games. And well, not I was, because well, I was at my was winning, co- Well, really. I was at my cousin's Greek Easter and there was about 40, 45, 50 people there and everyone was just gathered around the one couch in the last 10 yeah. minutes. And as Essendon started to kick those goals, yeah, half the people being like, yep, here we go. This is Carlton. Carlton special. And then the other half, you're like, nope, nope. No, they got Sam Walsh now, they'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. But, um, those those people that said, nope, nope, uh do they know anything about football? Or? Yeah, uh, that's ridiculous. They, if you, you never trust Carlton about football, you don't trust Carlton. Yeah, house on red game. in this case, but um, you, your boys pulled through. Quick um, shout out to Nick Bryan who had a fantastic debut. Um, Twelve touches, eighteen hitouts. He looked vicious out there, uh, and he looked really in his own. So uh, <laughs> you read the next day that Gold Coast supposedly going to throw three hundred or four hundred grand at Nick Bryan after one game. 
Oh, oh yeah, actually, you, sensible, but... You sent me that article, Jerry. I did. That, it's interesting. I, I mean, I think... I, I understand why they've thrown it at him, because he looks like the perfect player maturing, but it's just interesting these days how a player can play so little yeah. and get money thrown at him. It's literally like... When we're speaking, play so little. Well, this is what happens. Generally, he's played one AFL. Well, this is what happened. Sam Draper, their other ruckman who's injured at the moment, got offered money, I believe, by St Kilda before he played a game. Or maybe Gold Coast, sorry. But yeah, kudos to Nick Bryan because yeah, he, I mean, he played really well. They, he was you'd be happy. You wouldn't want to get he knocked also got off. The, uh, the featured Hall of Fame for mullets. Uh, ah, I did say that. did yeah. say that. So congrats on that. Well done. That's actually the bigger accolade than getting I'd on the green yeah. in the first place. Yeah. Um, but the three votes, one to, um, to Ed Kerner, who shut down... Zach Merritt in the crucial parts of the game and had 26 himself and a goal. Yeah, so that's pretty special. Look, I, I, Kerno's not consistent, but when he when he plays well, he's yeah, great. He's, he's become a really good tagger. I, I yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. He doesn't get DeBoer's credit, but he's good. Yeah, yeah. Um, Mackay, he should win the McCollman. Yep, I still... I don't think Taylor I'm Walker's going to win he, it. He had four touches at halftime, though, Jim. Mm. So I don't know that he is... He looks dangerous like to me. He looks dangerous, and I like. I like at least now that he's set his little banana thing. Like, yeah, look, but he actually kicked a few um, set shot drop punts yeah. as well. well. Look, look, if it so works for him, yeah, it's good. Look, if it goes through the big sticks, I don't care how it went through there. Yeah, I don't care. I really look honestly. If you kicked it with your third leg, I don't care. <laughs> I just as long as it went through, roll it along the ground. Scoreboard pressure, seriously, like. Just phenomenal. But uh, three votes to Sam Walsh, who we're going to get to in a second. He's a, a he's very... A he's potential he's brand smoker. Last game of the round. We were going to speak about this for a long time, but we're not because it was just terrible. And I'm sick and tired of Fremantle playing their grand final every year and just not showing up. And you see in the showdown between Adelaide and Port Adelaide, it's yeah. war out there. They're fighting to the last second. Fremantle have got done 11 years in a row, <laughs> and I'm sick and tired of it. So Jack Darling, well done. He... Uh, he had three goals, 17 touches. Um, Kennedy was great as well. They were sharp shooters, West Coast. Um, uh, as they know. normally are. Of course. They're, they're, a, they're, they're a side full of fantastic key forwards. Yeah, Oscar Allen didn't he, he didn't touch the scoreboard, but you know he didn't need to because ev- everyone else was on was on song. Um, so Allen had a shit game. Everyone else played amazing, so that's fair call. Andrew Gaff, 35 touches and a goal, just... Again, going about his business quietly, but Tim Kelly, 42 touches and nine tackles. What's going on? How do you let a player get that much? It's oh. like Darcy Parrish and Anzac It's ridiculous. It's, it's interesting. But let's get into hot take. We've got a lot lined up for hot take tonight. Uh, a lot to discuss, as always. This game just can't distance itself from controversy, can it? There's always things to discuss. Uh, it seems the, the, the biggest topic of the week is clearly long-term contracts. We saw today Christian Petrarco has been signed up for seven years by the Ds. Um, he's 18 months out of his left to go on his current contract, meaning that if you add seven, he's got eight and a half years left to serve at the Ds. That's a long time at one That's club. That's a long time. And a I million just, dollars a year as well. I just, I've got to say, well, how, this, much this insurance, living on how much insurance do these players need? Like... Is, are you that concerned that one day you might just, you know, become terrible at the game? Like, they need so much insurance. You know, you, you've got to beg the question why five years wasn't enough at the same amount. And, you know, they'll say because, you know, the manager could have negotiated more, potentially got offers from other clubs at more. But it's like, okay, well, 
what does it matter? What if North Melbourne offers you seven at a million dollars? Does that mean you go to North Melbourne? No, because that because uh, the premierships yeah. are worth more than yeah. you know money can buy. You can't buy a premiership. And surely his I'm love sure. for the club after how many years has he been there? Already what? How many years? Oh, well, he's whole career. Oh, five, he's whole career so far. Six, five. five? Five years? Yeah. Five years. Plus another five. That's ten. You're telling me this guy... And plus three more. With his, yeah, yeah, I know. Um, but if it was to be five... I'm yes. Saying, oh, yeah, right. You're sorry. telling me this bloke after ten years at one club is going to call it after... They're going to win a premiership in the next couple of years. I'm well, you'd hope so. We're yeah. presuming so. Yeah, we're presuming they will. If they don't, that's just... That's, that's the saddest enough. thing ever. Um, but you're telling me he's going to go to another club? Well, sure, it's just for me the mind blows because I, the mind blows because there's only so many clubs that can offer million dollar contracts and a lot of clubs the players they're going to offer a million dollars are the players that are already at their club you know Richmond who are they going to offer a million dollars to what are they going to offer to Shea Bolton who are they going to you know uh, who are Brisbane going to offer a million dollars to they're going to offer it to Hugh McCluggage who are Carlton going to offer it to they're going to offer it to Sam Walsh they're not going to look at Petrarca right because Petrarca's 25 years old or 20, you know, 25, 26 years old. Yeah, he's a great player. But there aren't and any after other... after five years, what's he going to be? 31. Yeah. Look, the dogs. The dogs can't afford him, right? Let's look at other players in teams in contention. Port Adelaide, they, they can't afford him, right? Richmond, there's no way they can afford Petrarca and yeah, Martin. I, I think can you it, imagine if Richmond had Petrarca and Martin at the same time? I'd be out. And then what but, about Petrarca in uh, the dogs midfield? I know. But, no, but, yeah. Look, the thing is, it, it, it wouldn't happen because it couldn't happen. Yeah, they can't. They're salary cap. The, the only players, the only teams that could do it are teams that, you know, they aren't in contention. Collingwood, Hawthorne, North Melbourne, and Petrarca doesn't want to go to those clubs. He wants to play, play for premierships, as he should, because that's the goal. That's how success is measured. But we're going to get back to the issue. Are long-term contracts, must are they worth it or not? When we say long-term is more than five years no, no, I'm with, with you on this with one. What, yeah, with what we've just discussed, I don't think it's worth going more than five years to, I just, to lock in a player. I, I, this is a rough... Five years max for me. I just... Well, it's silly to, to go more than to go more than five years. How can you accurately presume a, carry, a, a, a player's career form in, five, in more than five years' time? Well, you can't. And there's, How? There's, How can you do it? This is a contact sport. There are players sport. that evidently prove that some people can't. Well, it's, pheno- it's phenomenal. I mean, Lance Franklin, we see an example right now. Buddy has done everything he could for Sydney since he joined in, in 2014, right? He led them to a grand final appearance in 2014, in 2016, right? They've always been close. But you look at him the past two seasons, he hasn't played because he's been injured. Mm. And even though he played a couple you of great games earlier this even though he played a couple of great games earlier this year and the Swans could make finals, he's still injured every now and then. The Swans have to rest him games, and he's still got a year on his contract after this. Who knows that won't happen to Petrarca? So that's what I'm saying. I just think that you can't you can't have that amount of certainty. You can't have sufficient certainty. I mean, just throwing away that much money. Yeah. Look, I mean, on, on look, someone who's not even playing. Kudos to Petrarca because you know he bargained well, and he's put in, and you know he's playing I incredible loved, football. I think he just loves the club generally. It, well, it's good on him. Good on him. He's probably, him he's probably such like best mates with Clayton Oliver and all those players coming through. Why would he want to leave? They just they've just got the culture right. You certainly wouldn't yeah. want to go to Collingwood, a club that people were saying you could go to, where everything's going down the proverbial. You couldn't. You wouldn't. Mm. And. I, for the sake of his career, even as a Collingwood supporter, I think he's made the right decision. Now, uh, next up. Well, 
it's it is early to decide. Um, I'm going to ask you now. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen while she's been playing, he's been playing some absolutely stellar football. Um, I'm going to ask you now: Is he worth uh, considering for the Brownlow? Look, there, it there is. we go. Um, it's uh, he is worth your question. He's worth considering. In fact, he should be considered. In fact, there's every argument to suggest that he will be the best player this season overall. But will he win it? He won't win it, and that's that's Carlton's fault. The, yeah, it, it, there's no way you guys are going to put enough on the board for him to win because he, he's been having three vote games in losing teams, but they're not going to get the votes. Your, your team needs to be winning. You know, he might occasionally get three votes playing for the losing side, but that's very rare. Yeah. It's not the way they tend to Usually measure three vote games. Or two, like two yeah, max. Yeah, right, max, exactly, yeah. exactly, yeah. And that's, I just don't think, look, I'm, I'm more than ready to be proven wrong. And if you guys start winning matches and you guys then he's go really in the eight, contention. then yep, yeah, for sure. Easy. Dustin Martin's not going to win the Brownlow. Um, Bottom Pelly's not going to win the Brownlow. I, I think the Bulldogs players, unfortunately for them, they're going to start pulling off each other. That's the problem. Yeah. And Trelaw, actually, it's, Dunkley, it's, it's McCray, working well for other players. Well, this is the thing. you got to ask the question, who is polling the votes of Walsh? No one. Absolutely no one. Yeah. Literally no one. Cripps uh, is playing horribly. Yeah, maybe he's going to poll votes in one game, but no one else. It's the same for human cluggage, right? He's actually contending at the moment. Same for Dave Mundy. No other, no one else is contending. No one else is grappling with them for the votes, and they're standing out in the games that you do win. So it seems to be the measurement of success for mm. me. Um, I don't see anyone else that's going to actually take the votes off him. So, yeah, Walsh, oh, by all means, mate, <laughs> get him in. I, I, I think he's a phenomenal player. I think he's going to be the next big thing. Yep. I reckon he's going he's gonna to get to the level that Judd got to for your football club. He'll yeah. be just as big, if it's not exciting. bigger. Uh, I, I'm saying you you could not be more excited right now being a Carlton supporter knowing that you didn't just get the number one draft pick you got the number one draft pick yeah that you know this we've, bloke we've secured a, a little champion at this point he is unbelievable and oh I can only imagine the guys that have got to get him on the show I can only imagine we've got to get him on the show well hopefully we can later this we, year we are in contact with this man I, I just I, I really hope that he, oh, I really hope that for his sake, Carlton pulls through. I really hope so because you wouldn't want to see him throw away his yeah. career at a club that doesn't achieve the success. But I, 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 I genuinely, as a Carlton player, I genuinely want you to do well. That's saying something. I genuinely want to see success. For doesn't players. mean you have to win the grand final, <laughs> but it means I want to see Walsh get. You know, I, I want like to see him. Yeah, I, I want to see Walsh playing finals football. I want to see Cripps playing finals football. I mean, how have we not seen Paddy Cripps playing know. finals football? This bloke's unbelievable. And it's crazy. He's been Brownlow favourite on like three different seasons. We haven't seen him play final football. What the hell's going on? Come on. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Come on. I mean, look, Sam Walsh, he's your best player. Um, he should have won the best and fairest last year, all respect to Wieters. Um, and I think he'll win it this year. And yeah, by all means, Brownlow yeah. for sure. Definitely. Um, Mas. Should Mark Corder, the new Collingwood president, have spoken about Grundy? For those of you who don't know, just quickly, Mark Corder, the newly appointed president, came out and said that they would have liked retrospectively to get a four or five year contract out of Grundy, but they went with seven because that's what had to happen. And that's the only way they keep him. Should Mark Corder come out and said that on record? No, not at all. What a horrible thing to say. It's a private matter. 
one, one, it's a private matter. Two, um, he already he initially said, oh, "I'm going to be quite a low key president." Um, he came out. That was one of his first statements. Well, interesting. Yeah, <laughs> comes out and says that. Well, number three, what my third point is: mm-hmm. think about how Brody Grundy must feel mm. about his new president saying that about him, mm. um, and basically, it's sort of. Basically saying, we regret signing you for saying Basically, Mark Quarter saying, we don't trust you're going to fulfill this contract the way we want you to. But we signed it anyway. Awesome. That's great to know. That's great to know, thanks. Mark Quarter and the boys. Hey, thanks, uh, You know, we're, just, we're like, oh, yeah, we'll just chuck two million in a Brody Grundy when we never actually believe that's what he was capable yeah. of doing. So uh, I think I think it's a pretty crap thing to say. And I can tell you as, what... As, it's gonna statement. it's gonna be the source of so many discussions if Brody Grundy doesn't reach his potential. They will always come back to should they have signed that contract when they didn't believe that they could have. If because he's now he's now publicly come out yeah. and he's put everything on the line, he's played his cards. Now the problem is if Brody Grundy doesn't pull through, how can the board defend how can the sorry, and it wasn't the board's decision, how can the list management defend the decision? They can't defend their decision. They can't say, oh, no, well, we believe Brody. He was a two-time best and fairest at the time, Brownlow contender, best ruckman of the past, you know, 20, 30 years. We thought that he was... We thought we made the right decision. Well, they don't think they made the right decision. They only trusted him for five and trusted him for seven, but they gave him an extra two million just because we're like, no worries, Brody. So it's a disaster. And it's interesting that you mentioned low-key presidents. I was thinking, apart from Eddie Maguire and Peggy O'Neill, the Richmond president... I, I cannot name yeah. another president of college football club. Oh, gosh, yeah, sorry. Another one. Can you think of any other ones? Uh, actually, I, I genuinely... I, I know who... Um, yeah. I know your president yeah. now. Um, well, they've recently changed that from... Sayers? Sayers? Yeah. Sayers, I think it is his name. The senator? Sayers? But th- that says it all. That but the only reason we know it is because he resigned and the went to work. Collingwood just can't... We can't just stay quiet. The president can't stay quiet. They have to be vocal. Why does Mark Corder have to be Eddie Maguire? He doesn't. He doesn't have a breakfast radio show. He's not a footy classified. Why is he making think, the statements a, in public? It's a good call for Eddie to step down, just because of his personality. It was the only call at that stage, yeah. unfortunately for him. Um, yeah. He did great things for the footy club, but he, he, he stayed any longer. It would have been an absolute... It would have been be making that call on your coach very soon. Interesting. Exactly. Um, now, which one? Are we, which one are we going next? I'm thinking um, the the goey one here. That we've written yeah. down. Uh-huh. Or actually, nah. Oh, I think the bounce. The uh-huh. bounce. I'm gonna ask you. Ask me about the bounce. Should should the bounce exist in the first place? Um, is it worth doing that? I don't look, know. I, like, the, the, the question. I, I, <sighs> yeah. The bounce should exist. Tradition. That's yeah. what I think. Um, do, do discussions Ray Chamberlain has it. really been pissing me off. <laughs> Look, this is my thing. The bounce is... Uh, we discussed this last year, actually. Um, it's a traditional artifact of the game. It's a it's a, it's a a component of the game. You can't take it out. The, the bounce is AFL. The game starts yeah, with yeah, the yeah. bounce in the centre. It's, it's, it, it, we, we don't play basketball. It's bring, not a jump please ball. Please bring back before the bounce in Channel 10. Uh, no, before the game, please. Oh, come on. Gee, that's so poor for me. Definitely the best show on television I've ever seen. Um, Footy related. Yeah, I was going to say. Um, that that hurts. Yeah. That hurts for me. I think, yeah. I've gotten confused with a few things tonight. 
I think the bounce as a show, that's, yeah, I've taken that and yeah, absolutely definitely. Look, it's, squandered it. It's passable, but that was poor. But before the game, was one of the greatest shows all Tim Lane. No, Tim Lane? Tim Maher? Oh, Andy Maher? We're screwing up everything tonight. Jeez. Um, Lemo, Fitzy, <laughs> Tall the Way, Almost Footy, oh, Almost Footy Legends was on the footy show. Honestly, at this stage. Um, we look, suck. The bounce. We watch that much football TV. We know too we, much. Yeah. This, yeah we, we've got to stop. Look, the bounce, yes, it needs to remain. But if the bounce is bad, recall the yeah. thing. Ray Chamberlain I, on the weekend. That, what is yeah. going on? It was right there. He's right there. Everyone can see you, Ray. When you pull the whistle up to your mouth when you realize you've done a terrible bounce, but you don't blow it. And then you put it back up there again and you don't blow it. And you're hesitating. Everyone yeah. can see you doing it, mate. Like, what are you doing is my question. You're being watched by about... You're being watched by, you know, millions. It's like and, it's like he's um he, he's he's embarrassed to blow it. But right, blow but, the thing, mate. Blow the, blow the thing because they're game changing yeah, bounces. You, you're ruining the game. You bounce it, you bounce it, and it veers off. And it like the rule is right. Saying I could put a, a better bounce together than Ray Chamberlain. Probably. Like, have you seen? I bounce the ball quite well, really. Well done, mate. It's actually awesome. Like, All right, it's look, a good feeling. I'm sure it is, but I'm sure it's quite difficult when you're doing it in front of seventy thousand people. <laughs> Imagine sucks. walking up to a urinal with 70,000 people watching you. <laughs> All right? That's what Ray Chamberlain's doing That's every really good time. One. All right? It's probably it's a, a little bit, bit tougher way. when you do it in front of 70,000 people and you've got, you know, well, the bloke, big Nick Bryan imagine, and big Mark Pitt in there but looking at you, going up being like, Ray, right, what are you doing? I'm ready. Doing it every day of your life, though. That's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. You'd be, Look, you'd be pretty good at pissing oh, me off. No, no, I'm not saying there are any excuses. I'm saying there's no excuses, but I'm saying... I'm saying it's a yeah. bit rich for you to say, let's substitute Ray Chamberlain for Massimo Aquaro tomorrow. Oh, I think it's a little bit rich. Throw me right in the deep end, mate. Like, I'm ready to go. We'll, right chuck you, we'll chuck you on the wing with uh, <laughs> with Tom Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? Yeah, no, I just... Oh, I, don't, I don't know. It's it's a bizarre situation. Um, I think just recall the bounce when it needs to be recalled. Yep. And if there are, you know, if there's more than a certain amount of recalls, um, you know, just just throw it up. And when it's wet, just always throw it up. You know, just if if the if for some day the if on one day the turf's just not working, or if on one day the umpire's having a bad day, get the best umpire in there. You know, if Ray's not the best umpire on the day, put him out. Yeah, get someone else. Put him out. All right, East ends up at the forward line. He can stay at the forward line. Get he can sit with the fairies. <laughs> the fairies in the forward line. Yeah, he's in the fairy. He's with the fairies. Who are the fairies? It's a saying. Ah, oh. he's he, he can he's up up with the fairies. I thought the fairies were also Tom Hickey on the wing. No, All right. he, he's just the cripple. I really stunted your momentum there, didn't I? Look, well, he's up with the fairies anyway. Yeah, he's off with the fairies. Oh, that's the. Oh, what is wrong with you? <laughs> I was like, I was like, what is this by doing? Me? No, uh, we can put him up with the fairies though. <laughs> right, seriously, no, this bloke's talking about. All right, question is, Paddy McCartan um, got done for five weeks um, in the in the VFL for striking um, for striking. Tell me, Andrew Gaff got eight weeks. Because Andrew Gaff got eight weeks because he um, he obviously broke Andrew Brayshaw's uh, jaw, right? He broke his jaw. And there was a medical impact from that, a discernible medical impact that was quite significant, so therefore he got more weeks. Paddy McCartan didn't get more weeks, potentially because Aaron Black has recovered and might play this week. Tell me, 
should the medical report even be considered in how many weeks he gets? No, not at all. Why it's a strike. Yeah. A strike's a strike, and whatever it is, you should be punished in the same way. There should be a, a, a law, and it should be um, followed through to the letter of the law, that if you have st- st- struck someone, that's the past mm. tense, yeah. um, that you should receive, oh, I think, six weeks in my mm. book. Well, for me, it's just like, you know, it's like if you it's like if you shoot someone and oh, they're fine in the leg. Yeah, yeah. Oh. you shoot him in the leg, but he's but he's okay. He's so, fine. So I, I'm gonna take. I, I'm gonna shoot someone. I've got two blokes lined up. I, I've got one guy on the left. I get him in the leg. The guy on the right. I get him in the chest and the heart. One dies. One survives. Yeah, I did the exact same thing to both of them. Yes, you both you shot both of them. Yeah, but um, there's no but, the lo- uh, logically logically it yeah. just. It, it doesn't just make doesn't. Sense. It just doesn't follow. I I, do, I don't get it whatsoever. Um, I it, for me it, it makes no sense. I I, I don't think. Um, yeah, I, I just don't see how the medical report in any way should be factored in. Um, so I think they need to get their act together with that. If you strike, you strike. You can't do the time. Yeah, don't do the crime. And for our next segment, we've got our special guest, close friend. Yeah, that's, Melbourne, that's our, our, our correspondent from the Melbourne Football Club. Our correspondent for the Melbourne Football Club, Michael Geese, welcome to the show. Good boys, thanks for having me. Part-time DJ, part-time footy fanatic. Um, <laughs> full-time architecture Full, yeah, psycho. That's right. That's all we all... Well, that's how we it's, refer to ourselves as. Yeah. Go on, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Um, look, Geese, yeah, a lot to talk about um, here. Uh, your days are having a season to remember so far, it looks like. Oh, it's, it's something that I don't think I've ever seen in my lifetime. Like, just to just to start the season undefeated, and then um, you know, pretty much do most of these games pretty convincingly. Like, it's it's hard to imagine a time being a Melbourne supporter when you can be you know a couple down, couple goals down against uh, North Melbourne, and then have some hope. You know, have some, have, have some hope that you know yeah. it's it's definitely going to turn around. That's, so yeah, that's just have that confidence in you. It's gonna yeah, it's gonna turn around. That'd just be incredible. You know, yeah, yeah. Like that. Usually it's the old uh, you know here we go again. But, yeah, yeah. You know, they've proved last few weeks that you know they're beyond that. They've matured, so it's uh, it's pretty yeah. good start to say. Yeah, that's it. I mean, look, we, we were discussing last week. I think Melbourne have got the longest active premiership drought in the le- drought in the league, or like like fifty four years or something like that. But look, it could be all around. It could be about to turn around. You've signed, well, the most important piece in the puzzle, uh, Petrarca, for seven years. Um, yep. In, and he's still got eighteen months left to play on his current contract, so it's more like eight and a half to nine. What are your thoughts on the signing first up, and then like, do you think it's do you think seven years is the right number? What do you think? I think it's a brilliant signing. I mean, there's always going to be questions, you know, when a player sort of coming towards the end of the contract, especially, you know, a name as big as Petrarca, but um, seven years, like, it takes him through until he's about 33, I think, mm. and, um, you know, there's not too many blokes who are on that, you know, close to a million mark, you know, um, for that period of time, like, you have Brody Grundy, you have yeah. Dustin Martin, but, I mean, he is, you know, the next emerging superstar of the game, mm. and, you know, to have him basically signed up for life is a massive testament to the, to the club to get that going, especially on the That's back great. of Christian Salem last week, mm. criminally underrated. Um, you know, so. May's 
Mate, his contract takes him through till he's pretty much done. Mm-hmm. Uh, gone also another you know four or five years. Clary. And Oliver a couple of weeks ago. So yeah, you know they've got the the key pieces there for you know next significant amount of time. Mm. So and I mean it's really, I think the thing the yeah, the best thing is you know whenever there's a player or a coach or some someone out of contract, that's when the media just jumps on them and it's like oh where are they going to go? It's the speculation. Now your club's got some stability and you can just look toward the goal, which is getting the silverware in your hands. Yeah, exactly. Like they, they all seem extremely committed to the direction the club's going in for you know the the, the long haul. So yeah, it's fantastic to see. For sure. Now yeah. we've, we've 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 sold a few pieces of the puzzle. Yeah. Um, for sure. There's there's one yet to be sold up front. Um, Ben Brown and um, that little situation with the key, your key forwards. What's your take on Ben Brown? Does he fit? And does he fit into the puzzle, um, or could you be looking at someone like Wiedemann instead to come in? Look, all credit to the um, North Melbourne defenders. Like they, they had him pretty much blanketed for most of the game. He wasn't able to get that sort of lead up mark. You know, big target, quite a few marks. Like he just couldn't get that going which is you know where he gets a lot of his goals from set shots so um, I think it's one of those ones you have to give him time um, see how he you know fits and works and you know um, learns you know what the other forwards are doing who's kicking into him um, I think I think he'll he'll get there and I think he'll probably be the, the number one key forward for us whether yeah, right. you know you know you can squeeze the a Tom McDonald, Luke Jackson, all into that forward line as well, is a sort of another matter. Yeah, I really like Tom McDonald. He's um, mm. playing style as of late. But um, something we do talk about a lot on the Premiership Quarter is just key forwards and their role currently in the AFL and how the game has evolved into potentially something that where, where you're not looking to hit up that main target the mid the tunnel vision with yeah. the big forwards yeah there is that tunnel vision um, that we see potentially as a con instead of a pro sometimes yeah you can actually work against yeah um, do you think Melbourne is looking for one key forward or is that whole process of like moving into the forward line and just having a number of options I think that's working really really well for you guys what's your take on that yeah I think I mean I think the only other two clubs I can really think of that have that sort of, you know, two to three big key forwards um, would probably be West Coast and Port Adelaide, where they they all seem to be on the same sort of page. Mm-hmm. I think I think with the D's though is that you know McDonald sort of roams up and plays a bit of a bit of a higher role up the ground, takes a few marks up on the wing because he's got that you know aerobic capacity to yeah. to cover the ground a bit more and then allow someone like Brown to stay a bit closer to home mm. but I think the, the options that we've got um, as that sort of medium size forward especially Bailey Fritch is the, the probably the key piece of the puzzle there yeah. he I think he really adds an, another you know element which you know he's, he's a player that mm. defenders really find hard to, to yeah. actually get a hold of he's, he's, he's good in the air he's good on the lead and he's you know he can cram a few goals so for sure yeah the mix is the mix is working pretty well yeah I want to ask you a question that uh, might tug on the heartstrings here Nate Jones now you would have grown up watching this bloke he's been as loyal as ever he played his 300th game a couple of weeks ago but he's not in blind in blistering form right he's not 
He's certainly not going to be the Norm Smith medalist if you make it to the grand final. At some point, as a D supporter, where do you draw the line in terms of do we keep him in because he's done so much for the club or if there's someone better to, to, you know, to fulfil that role moving towards finals when we need the best 22 there? Like, how do you sort that conundrum out? I, for one, personally, was a bit perplexed that, um, you know, he the club got him to his 300th the week before last and then axed him before last game. And he, he, he was lucky he was the sub and he, he managed to get on with him pretty much the entire game yeah. when Tomlinson went down. But, yeah. I mean, I think Jones, is a, he's been around a long time. He's mature enough to understand that, you know, you don't, you don't just walk into the side no matter who you are and how long you've been there. Yeah. You know? yeah. With the, with the club with the, the club going as well as it has been at the moment, like I'm sure he understands that he has to earn his spot and mm. do all the hard work associated with um, maintaining his spot in the side. So, I mean, as much as I'd love to, you know, see Jonesy up in grand final day kicking around, I think, you know, the bigger picture is we still haven't won a flag in, what, 56, 57 years? So... Mm. I'd rather have the, the best team out in the park doing the doing the best they can than just giving charity games out to, yep. you know. That's right. Now, we discussed Ben Brown before. Sam Wiedemann's sitting in the reserves, and he just must be scratching his head at this point. He's doing more than any other VFL player can possibly do up forward. He's, he's kicking bags every single week. He can't, I mean, aside from pulling a Lance Franklin and slotting 13 through, he can't do much more. So... You know, with players, with other clubs starting to circle Collingwood, etc. Supposedly, four clubs are in contact with him. What do you do? Does he have to come in, or you know? And then, if he comes in, the question is, who comes out? Well, I think if there's any time to you know have Sam Wiedemann in, it is this week. Um, with with Tomlinson going down, I really thought that uh, they were going to throw. You know, old Tommy Mack down back mm. and bring bring Sam Wiedemann as that second forward to Ben Brown. I mean, yeah, it's not much more Wiedemann can really do in the toots to um, prove his case. But yeah, if it's the if it's the structure that they're sort of looking at, um, you know, it's keeping him out of the side. Then yeah, he's got every right to be pretty frustrated. And you know, I wouldn't wouldn't doubt that plenty of other clubs would be fairly interested in, um, you know, how he's at the moment. Yeah, um, I mean, on Adam Tomlinson, ridiculously rough for a player in career best form who's reinvented his game, coming across from GWS to to go down. Um, just, just really the I mean, that's life, but it's just brutal to see one of the players really in form and who's really helped create the dynamic at the footy club to go down with a, an injury that'll put him out of contention for any finals action this year. Yeah, it was pretty innocuous when you when you saw the vision of it. He, he knee just sort of gave away, just chasing down a, a lead. But um, yeah, he's, he looks like he's a pretty well liked character around the club. I mean, um, just seeing everybody get around him during the game was fantastic to see. But um, yeah, it, it, it's interesting how they'll they'll cover that. Whether they you know throw Tom Mack back or they um, bring in Harrison Petty from the from the twos to cover him. I mean, Tomlinson was, I think he, there was a study, he'd won 
21 out of 22 one-on-one contests this year, which was first in the league. So, mm. yeah, he was he was travelling pretty well as that, um, you know, locked-down tall defender. Mm. Um, yeah, just poor, poor lawyer. Mm-hmm. Um, and one final yep. question. Um, as a passionate D's supporter, um, who do you feel are the most underrated players at Melbourne and why? I think that's a tough one. Um, I think Christian Salem probably doesn't get the, the respect he, he deserves. Mm-hmm. Um, probably over the last couple of years as well. Yeah, he agreed. Really, really misses a target. He He's probably our best kick going inside 50 along with Stephen May. Um, I probably would have said Adam, Adam Tomlinson as well. Is pretty underrated just for his start to the year, but unfortunately big fella's gone down. Mm-hmm. Um, and Charlie Spargo, I reckon, um, hasn't got the numbers, um, you know, massive amounts of the pill, but every time he gets it, he is either kicking a goal or he's setting up a number of opportunities just with his... Yep. He's got great vision going inside 50 and he's been, you know, one that's really stepped up um, the last sort of back end of last year and start of this year to yep. really get those you know, forward 50 connection going strong. Mm. Definitely agree. Well, look, everything... It's all systems go for the Melbourne Footy Club at the moment. It's and, awesome uh, to see. 7-0 with... If everything goes to plan, you'll probably make it 8-0 this weekend. So um, good luck. Yeah, look, I'm sure I'm sure we'll have you back later this year as uh, as things start to heat up for finals and the D supporters start to cancel their September holidays, which I'm, which I'm, sure, which I'm sure they've already done. Not be going to snow this year. That's right. Yeah. All right. Uh, Cheers, mate. Thanks so much. Cheers, boys. See ya. All right. Round eight. Big round of footy coming up. Grand final replay, Richmond Geelong. Oh, I think this is an easy one. <laughs> well, the fact that I don't know what the easy one means was suggest it's not an easy one. Who are you thinking? You're, you're telling me you... I don't know if this is an easy pick. I think it's an easy pick. Who? You're saying Richmond? Times, yeah. Yeah, okay, well... Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think that... I think Geelong played I a little uncharacteristically Picking this week. game is easier than ever before, I mean. Look, pressure's high. Um, there, you know, there, there's a lot of people that are going to be packing the stands tomorrow night. Um, you know, it's yeah, you know, Richmond and, and Richmond and Geelong. It's the grand final replay in in the G. Right, this is what it was supposed to be the first time. They're going to be people everywhere for this spraying rights again. Um, I think Geelong will come back with a vengeance here. I think it's it really? will be. I think it'll be very, very close. And I'm going to pick it. I'm I'm going to say Geelong are going to surprise. Everyone okay. and come away with the chocolatey. I think I know that sounds stupid. I, I know it sounds, it sounds questionable, but I think Geelong they've got a motive. Yeah, they want to come out. They want to inflict pain. Um, we saw Collingwood do it the year after they played West Coast. They came out had a miraculous one point victory over in the Western season. For me, it made me feel quite good. Yeah, and alleviated some of my short term depression. Um, GWS and Essendon. There's um, obviously just quickly, this one obviously now with the COVID situation in Sydney, I'm so yeah. sick and tired of this pandemic. Yeah, it yeah, could be played in Canberra, Canberra, it could be played in Melbourne, yeah. it could be played yeah. in a um in Sydney with Sydney players staying in. A, uh, with I'm sorry, with GWS players staying in a hub. I wins. think either way, GWS should be right here. Hmm. I, I think that I think they'll 
overcome Essendon. I, Essendon have been playing well. They've been playing consistently well. That obviously Anzac Day was a big win for them. Yeah, and uh, even against us, they they played quite well. Um, I'm tipping GWS to go on a big run here. I big. actually, I, I'm not kidding. I, I seriously, I reckon that the GWS. In, at the start of the year, they had a lot of players out. And you see other players like Ash have come through, Cumming have come through. They've developed them. They've been forced to improve. I'm telling you, mm. they they have every reason to be putting some serious... To be, you know, to, be, um, to be putting some serious pressure on the teams in the eight. And I think if there's any team that's a certainty to break into the eight, out of the current that are out of the eight, it's GWS. I don't think that Essendon um, are going to win this one. Um, Suns and St Kilda um, Also Saturday afternoon football um, I think there's Shouldn't another, be any scheduling issues I think this is a tough game to call Very much so Yeah I, Numerically speaking you would say You'd say the Suns But both teams are coming off pretty solid form Yeah Suns um, have won the past two weeks um, Maybe up at Gold Coast It sort of sways to the Suns But oh, I think it's quite an even game I, I can't really pick it to be honest Yeah I know I, Yeah I can't um, yeah. guess I pick it either, but um, uh, should we just say uh, I'm going to say not get that game. I can't guess I pick it either. Uh, that can't was I didn't even either. hear it to be honest. That's all right. Jeez, you're a great, you're a vibrant guy. I am. Um, I'll say Saints. Yep, oh, I would say the Saints as well. I think that both teams have got a lot to prove, and for Saints, every game right now is a grand final. Um, not not in terms of the fact that they can't lose another game and still not make finals, but. They don't. Want, they, you wouldn't want to lose contention. There's a lot of there's a lot of teams. Pretty much, I'd say about I'd say 15 of the 18 teams are still in finals contention, apart from Hawthorne, Collingwood, and North Melbourne. Mm. Um, so you wouldn't want you, you, these are crucial games where you can get runs on the board, so you don't have to pull it back in the last games. You don't want that pressure hanging over you. Um, the grand final, North Melbourne and Collingwood. Wow. What has oh, it I come think to? North Melbourne's paying well at four dollars. Just saying, I, I, you know, on, yeah, exactly. But in honesty, this is actually potentially the most significant match of the weekend because of what could happen, what could happen if Collingwood lose. Yeah, well, Bucks is out. I reckon. Well, North Melbourne have, haven't won a game yeah. since a quarter of the way through last year when they beat Adelaide, and we know what Adelaide they beat—the worst Adelaide team in the history of their club. Oh. Can North yeah. get this? Yeah, I think they can. I'm going to tip North. I, I am, I am confidently tipping North to win this weekend against my own, um, against my own boys because I feel like North, so North see this After as the last year. Oh, it's it's just, it's devastating. I mean, we'll have we could do a whole episode on the Collingwood Football Club. We're choosing not to because it the media at the moment. He's only talking about Collingwood, and you certainly and, won't and want to come and watch and a footy podcast and hear more about Collingwood. And personally, I just wouldn't take part in that at all. It's just getting ridiculous. But um, look, I think look, some of us are taking pleasure from seeing Collingwood suffer. Yeah, I think a lot of people are. <laughs> look, uh, look, uh, we'll get into this next week. I think Collingwood still has, um, and we're going to put it on an Instagram page. I still think Collingwood has the pieces to this puzzle, and I think that. The situation isn't as dark. lost a few, though. Isn't it? Yeah, it is. But I think... I, yeah, I think like, Stevenson, Trelaw, Phillips, big losses. But I think we can pull it back. I'm telling you it's there, but not this weekend. North Melbourne are sensing blood because this is their only winnable match. This is their grand final. And I think they win this. Yep. Melbourne-Sydney. D's for me. This, I think, is the most exciting game of the round. 
Definitely D's. Apart from the G, yep. I would say um, the D's solely because it's the G. Otherwise, I think Swans will have Buddy back, though. Ah, oh, right. Big win. I didn't realise that. Big win. Um, I'd like to see the complications with COVID for this one, obviously, last week. But, yeah, I think I think Melbourne are too strong at the moment. Um, Port Adelaide, Adelaide, the showdown. Jeez. Brisbane Bar? <laughs> oh, well, I'll tell you what. That'll be very interesting to see how that plays out. Because well, they'll lose four points. That's, that's what we... Just saying, uh, if you were involved in Port Adelaide and, and don't don't just be a fan in this act as a act as put your businessman cap on as well and put put on your, your strategic cap as well. Caps, Is there any how many caps you got these people wearing? Put on your New York Yankees cap. Is there any feasible situation or is there any reasonable justification for Port Adelaide wearing the bars this weekend and copping the four points? Can you do it? Not at all. No. 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 They're, they're pushing for a premiership. It would be... The, would I just... Be, I know. It would be the most stupid thing. I it would be one of the most iconic stories in the history of the game. Yeah, yeah. It would, you'd have books written about it in 20 years' time if Port Adelaide still made the finals. Or just, you know, if they... Imagine they imagine they slump after that and then in the last in the last couple of the rounds they have to win every game to yeah. make it. and Or or if they miss out on the eight because they wore the prison bars. I think Eddie Maguire would... Oh, yeah. Eddie Maguire would practically miss fly out to the moon. Yeah, um, Port Adelaide um, win this comfortably. Yep. Hawthorne and the Eagles. Jeez, this doesn't look like a game worth watching. No, not at all. Um, that that that'll be the West Coast flying away with that one. You like that? I should have said Eagles flying away with that one, but yeah, nice, well done. Yeah, you know, little <clears throat> your little metaphors. Here. It's been what twelve weeks of Premiership Corner. I haven't even said that once. Yeah, I know. I'm surprised. Um, Bulldogs Carlton. Sunday Arvo Football Marvel Stadium. Can you guys put up a fight? Oh, I think you, we will. Yeah. I think we will. You're coming off, of, you're coming off the of, most important yeah. win of your season. There's a lot of confidence. There's a lot of No one tipped you last week. at the club. Yeah, uh, I think uh, they're up and about. Uh, the dogs will be tough, but... Well, if you I look mean, at it, numerically speaking, you are one of the teams with a chance. And if you win this, you are a win out of the eight. Yeah. As we usually are. Um, no, well, you're not usually a win out of the eight. I'm sorry. You're usually five, seven wins out of the eight by the end of the season. These are, we were in the eight. And we squandered it, okay? We, you were in the eight after round two, mate. No, we weren't. Round three, I think it was. Yeah. No, look. We, we, genu- we genuinely were in the eight. Well, yeah, but, I'm, I, but what I'm saying is, if you're in the eight after round four, it doesn't yeah, mean it doesn't I'm just competitive. Yeah. You're in the right eight after round but, eight. That's third of the way through the season. We're a third of the way through the season. You guys win this weekend. That's season-defining stuff. Um, you know, these are the conversations yeah. I think T's about. Got You're a rough nuts. week ahead. Yeah. And um, we've got Richmond after that. Your Bulldogs, sure. Melbourne, uh, Hawks. Hawks, okay. you'll get that one. Um, and Sydney, like, this is just it's a tough couple of weeks for your yeah. mob. But you, if, if you can put one surprise win on the board, it'll do wonders for you. But yep. the Bulldogs still win this. And Brisbane and Frio. Brisbane for me. I don't see how Frio win this because after last week's yeah, abysmal yeah. performance and Brisbane seems to have consolidated Something. you know, its form and it, you know, despite Neil going away, they found the replacement in McCluggage who's who's stepping up and could be the second Brisbane player to win the Brownlow in consecutive years. Um, That's the biggest claim I've ever heard. What do you mean? There's no way McCluggage can win a Brownlow. Sure. Are not. you kidding me? Nah. I, I'm He's had at least three best on grand so far. I don't think he's Brownlow worthy. The reason you don't think he's Brownlow worthy is because he's not... It, well, no, it's not because it's a club. It's because... 
I don't think I don't think he's got enough star power to win that round. Yeah, that's it. He doesn't have the name yet, but and if we're having the discussion about Walsh, we need to have a discussion about McCluggage because you guys are sitting on a, a game less than Brisbane Lions, that's and in every point, Brisbane yeah. one, the, even every in every Brisbane game that they've played well, he's been the one that's got them there. So have a look at the stats. I think Hugh McCluggage will surprise you. Um, top ten finish for you. No, we'll man, top, a, top, we'll top five. We'll put our top um, five or ten at yeah. the end of the season as we usually do. Oh, for sure. But I, yeah, look, I think he's, I think he's very, he's a very realistic chance. But look, I'm actually excited. This seems like a very good round of football coming up. Yeah, yeah because if you look at the grand final replay, we've got Suns and Saints. There's a lot of there. Melbourne, games. Sydney, the showdown. We're, we're at that point in the season where a lot of teams won't be able to make finals unless they do win in the next couple. They'll of weeks. start to slip. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, obviously, you'd be interested to see there was a good discussion as to whether the top eight are going to remain the same. I don't think they will, personally. I don't think all these teams are going to stay in the eight as they currently are. Yeah, I don't know I whether don't, I don't know like whether West Coast is going to stay. Um, I don't know whether... Um, I don't know whether Brisbane's going to stay either. So, it's interesting, though. Imagine if the eight stay the same after round seven. Do you think Port Adelaide make finals? Yes. Because... Do you think they'll finish top four? I don't think they will. Even close. Yeah, I think they will because they'll they won't lose a home game. I've been pretty firm. Like, I've been pretty firm on that. I don't, I don't see them losing a home game this season. I, I think they've I lost a bit of they've them. lost a bit of heart with Butters and Dersma. Yeah, I think if Dixon even gets close to recapturing his form, game over. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but if I he think, doesn't, I feel like they'll finish six or seven. If he does, yeah, that'd be interesting. That'd be bad for yeah. them. They should. They have the list, but I don't know. Look, there's there's lots to discuss, but. We'll let the footy do the talking. We'll see you next week on the Premiership Corner.